Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. I came from a 10-year IT consulting career. Like I was living out of a suitcase, traveling Monday through Thursdays for work, living in a different city, and just never had time at home. And I was trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was time to start a family. And I'm like, okay, well, my husband travels full-time. He's on the road 80, you know, 100 hours a week. And then I'm also, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make a family. Like, like, literally, like, you does guys- not produce a family. Yes. No, <laughs> it doesn't. You- so, hey, honey. Like, yes. Right, like, Skype. did you guys even see each other? <laughs> right. We saw each other Thursday nights from Friday to Sunday morning or Sunday evening. And then Monday morning, we'd both go on, you know, the airplane and go somewhere else. And so I had to really think long and hard about what I wanted to do. And I always knew I wanted to do finances. I was one of those people who would always talk to their friends about like how to save more money. Like you're making six figures, but you have like Mm -hmm. all these, all this credit card debt. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just saw you went to Fiji last month. Like, what do you mean you, you have debt? And so I really just got into that space of finances and realized that even though people are great at what they do from a career standpoint, small business standpoint, they're not good about the numbers. And what I was passionate about was really helping people figure out how to manage their numbers better so that they can continue to do what they love. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras, and this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. We're a little punchy today. We are. What's happening? I've had coffee. I've been up since 5.30. (laughs) Let's roll. So today in studio, we have with us the lovely and very talented, multi-talented, Sylvia Inks. She is an author and a financial whiz and coach for small businesses specifically. But how she got there is actually a really cool story. We're going to talk to her today about a lot of different topics and things, but I'm just going to let her take the floor and tell us about how she ended up becoming the practical small business finance coach. What am I doing? Okay. We're all (laughs) Everyone's punchy today. I think you got up at 530. I was up till about 1 a.m. last night. What were you doing last night? Gotcha. Prepping for my presentation this morning. (laughs) (laughs) What are you presenting on this morning? This morning, I talked about five ways to earn more money in your small business. Because most small business owners, they only focus on one or two ways to make money. Mm -hmm. However, there's downfalls to those two common approaches because it just takes more time. Right. Right. right? Because the first thing that most people think about to make more money is to increase the number. Yeah. Well, the prices is a That's good number one. Two. That's number like, two. That's number two. Number one that was is good... increase the number of clients. Wrong, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was close. It was right. the first time. I was going to say revenue streams. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one, but that but was not, not the number most... one. Yes. Number one. Services, most Products. Increase the number of customers Cus- or clients. That's the one that most people think of, right? If you need to make another. Obviously not in this room. No. <laughs> I know. Because well, everyone's so one brilliant. Of me, guys. There's only so many hours in a day. Well, but see, you already recognize that, right? Yes. Like, and that's the point, though. A lot of businesses. Right. They look at like, oh, I have this product that's X number of dollars to, or I have this service that costs, you know, that my clients pay X number of dollars for. So if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars and my product is a thousand dollars, I need to have a hundred clients, right? Like versus 
other ways, which Sylvia can enlighten us on. Yes. So that's what I talked about this morning was the number one way most people think of is just increase their clients, but then all of a sudden they're working until midnight, one mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning because they're working with more clients. So I shared this morning different ways that you could focus on earning more money. And the one that most people didn't think about was raising the average order value, right? Like how many times if you've got a client who's already ready to buy, why not just offer them something else? Like right. in addition. Like Um, at the grocery store where you have all those add-on stuff and they're like, would you like a pack of gum? Yes, right there. (laughs) It's great. Somebody actually almost raised their hand in the presentation, but didn't because they, they didn't share it. Mm -hmm. But then told me afterwards, they were like, yeah, just like at the grocery store, like all of a sudden there's all these things like the gum and Mm -hmm. everything else. And you're already checking out, you're already buying groceries. So you're like, oh, well, I could just add on this couple couple other items. Totally. Well, and as parents, we know that's the culprit, right? Is like the kids see, you know, you want the M&Ms or they have the Starbucks in there. And it's like all those little expenditures. And as business owners, too, like we recognize that those things, like Sylvia brought a great example about like when you check out on a, a business website like Vistaprint or one of those that they're like, oh, and now you can get this. And mm-hmm. if you add this, it's 73% off. And well, ClickFunnels is awesome at that. They have a whole strategy for that of like, and buy today for 20% off this. It's like infomercials though. It is. Yeah. But the, so it's Jenny's, the scarcity principle. Totally. Yes. And so Vistaprint always gets me every time. Like I'm already, like I know I'm going to buy 50 calendars uh, or 50 holiday cards, mm-hmm. right? And then also when I check out, then Vistaprint goes, thank you for your order. By the way, there you can get a mug or you could get a notepad or you could get all these other things. The mouse pad with your family faces on it. Yes. <laughs> and they tug at your heartstrings and you're like, oh, and I you're, could look at my But it's only for 50% off right now. Yes, right. exactly. It's yes. only for right now. And then all of a sudden I see this picture and they already put the picture yep. on, a, yep. on a mouse pad. I'm like, oh, well, that looks kind of nice. I, I might need a mouse right. pallet now. And then you check out, Genius. and then five minutes later, they send you an email for like 75% off the same product, and you're like, damn it, I only got 73% off. Can I change my order? <laughs> like, What are some examples of service add-ons, though? Like, It seems pretty easy when it's a product, but if you're right. selling services. So services, again, you could just add on something else, right? You could say, I talked about coaching clients. So if you are already offering an online course, you're selling an online course and you could upsell it and say, hey, you can also get free 30-minute private one-on-one coaching, but you can only do so if you purchase right now, right? right? So you could add that on. And one of the things that I do for my clients is that for anybody who hires me for either headshots or branding, photos specifically, when they are speaking at an event at which I am already going to be, then I say, hey, tell me when you're speaking because it's likely I'm going to be there. And, oh, as a bonus, I'll just take some pictures for you and upload them to your gallery. Boom. And then it's a huge value add because, like, this morning when Sylvia was presenting, I snapped some photos. I uploaded them right away and processed them right away, and she had them in her inbox before she was done presenting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I'm going to be able to share that on social media, and then all of a sudden I'm going to tag Jenny and say, thank you, Jenny, for taking these photos. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. win win I love it. Love it. So that was one. I'm like, what are the other ones? So also talked about in decreasing your costs. That was number three, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. So most people don't think about all the little subscriptions that they've signed up for. So all of a sudden you've, you're spending almost $1,000 a year on all these subscriptions. But maybe, you know, there's one tool now that can actually do three or four of the things. So true. I just learned that about Kartra. Because I have active campaign and click funnels and, you know, like multiple 
And I was like, oh, my God. And somebody was like, why aren't you just using Kartra? It's all in one, and then you can get rid of those, and it's cheaper. And I didn't even know it existed. Well, there you go. I know. But you know what, though? Okay, here, real talk. Because that sounds all good and well and whatnot of subscriptions. What? But then you're, I feel like it's reinventing the wheel because I am overwhelmed of having to switch everything that I built from ClickFunnels because that's hours upon hours of work then into Kartra. See, and this is why I didn't pick a CRM for 18 months. Right. Because I was just figuring it out because I was like, I, I don't have the time to spend to set something up, much less have it fail. And then, or like it doesn't do the things that I need for it to do. So I'm just not even going to bother. And I'm going to sit in analysis paralysis forever and never pick a CRM. Yeah. So I have the perfect answer for that. Okay. You outsource it to somebody who else is an expert. You find somebody else who's an expert on those tools and you outsource it to them. Because you could probably make more money spending one hour doing what you love and you're great at. And you outsource and hire somebody else to do the transition. Right, because it's really data entry for the CRM, mm. like yes. mind-numbing data it's entry. mind-numbing. Where are the high school kids that need to make some money? Right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's absolutely true. I mean, that's, and um, Sylvia and I have talked about this before because, I mean, when you can find someone who can make your life easier, <laughs> it is like worth its weight in gold. Yeah. I can't even, the amount of, I actually, so... I recently hired somebody to do emails for me. I hired a personal assistant and we're working on exactly what she's going to do. And I'm looking at uh, hiring somebody to set up my CRM specifically. Mm -hmm. But I looked up at my quarter one goals and I was like, oh shit, I just checked off like five things off my quarter one goals of like, this was what one side looked like, but there were like specific things that I wanted to be able to check off for quarter one emails you know, VA, whatever, all that stuff was listed. And I didn't even realize it, right? Like mm -hmm. I have it on a whiteboard next to my bed. So I see it in the morning and at night. But um, So it haunts you in your it, dreams. It really wow, does. you have a whiteboard right next to your bed? Like that sounds like, awful. really intimate. No, well, so like, <laughs> right? Like we have a giant king size bed. And I, I mean, I'm not like drawing pictures on it for my kids to see that are like, what, no, I'm, this is no, going to go down a rabbit hole. No, it's your to-do list. It's <laughs> looming over you even while you sleep. But, but no, you need you know some boundaries. Yeah, I do. Thank you, girl. Boundaries. You. you need a no, home <laughs> office. This is a judgment-free zone. No, I'm, I'm judging the hell out of you right now. The reason why I did it, though, is because that way, like, if I am ever boggled by, like, oh, like, I, I have that running task list in my head, right? Then I can grab a marker write it on the whiteboard, it's out of my head and it's gone and I can just go to sleep. So half of it has my goals and the other half is just white space so that I can just keep a running track of ideas while I'm laying in bed and I don't, like, I keep all my other stuff away outside the bedroom. So, like, all my notebooks, all my, like, all that stuff is not next to my bed. If it works for you, it works for you. It does work yes. for me. I do you do you. Exactly. Yes, you do you, boo. If that's, it works for you. <laughs> that's your quote. You always say that. I yeah. like that. It's oh. the quote at the end of the it's show. The It'll the happen. Show, yeah. Oh. <laughs> So I do, so I kind of do what you do, but I don't make it so where it's looming over me. It is not looming over me. The idea me. of a You're like in intimate moments it, with your husband it, and you're like, wait, wait, I need to write that on the whiteboard. <laughs> that does not happen. That However. Sounds like it could happen. It so might. I, so I'm going to give you. And tonight it will. <laughs> because now I'm going to look up and be like, I got to write something down now. So I like post-it notes. I do post-it notes where I can write on it and then I hide it. Like I write it down before I go to bed, but then I hide it in the corner so I can't see it when I'm sleeping. Oh, so up. that's good. Yeah. 
So I can't see the whiteboard when I'm asleep because it's behind my head. And oh I my sleep God. on a mountain. That's even worse. I sleep on a mountain That's of worse. No, like not behind, but like I'm like on a mountain of pillows. It's like up here on the wall. Both of you are no longer welcome into my inner circle. I'm just saying. So I'm wondering how does your husband feel about the whiteboard and is this gonna be his favorite episode ever? <laughs> yeah, maybe his favorite episode ever. I don't know how we got down this He's rabbit somewhere hole. listening in his car going, Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh my God, this is so much fun. Okay, so I love my whiteboard and it is staying where it's staying and I have all the markers and I make it look pretty and it makes me happy. But my point is that like the outsourcing, right? Like it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders that I could say not only that I was checking those things off my to-do list, but number two, that I don't have to worry about it and I can get back to seeing my clients. And actually the woman that I hired to help me with my emails pitched a really great idea for me because one of my worries is about managing my time as my client list grows. And so she presented it as a, in a different way. And she's like, what if we gear the email campaign to kind of work towards this and you start like group workshops instead of just, and like do it online instead of doing these face-to-face one-on-one interactions. I know that Sylvia has similar um, tactics that she presents to her clients as well. Before you talk about that, because I don't want to get off the outsourcing thing. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the outsourcing. So here is my, because I vividly remember, like I can feel it in my bones right now, is as an entrepreneur starting out, everybody's like, outsource, outsource, blah, blah. And I'm like, you realize that you have to have money to pay the people that you are outsourcing Mm to. And like it, honestly, it just irked me when people said that as a response because it felt like that's all good and well for you at the stage of business that mm. you're in. Give me strategies for me at the stage of business I'm in, right? right. It doesn't have to be conditional, right? And and I agree because like the email person, like we've been on her burner, right? She, I've been on her list. She's been following up with me. She's been on my back burner for almost six months because I had to wait till I was at a point in my business where I could say yes. Let's sign a contract. I can afford right. to pay you. What do you suggest for that for entrepreneurs? Because when I was learning about you, that's what I loved is you were like entrepreneurs that are starting out funding. Because I remember starting out and I was the funding. There were no loans. Like everything was me. And so how do you, what are your recommendations for that? What can entrepreneurs do before they get to that level where they can pay to outsource? Great question. So if you are just still kind of, starting out in your business and you don't have a lot of funds and you don't have the idea of hiring somebody on a consistent basis scares you because maybe you don't know when your next sale is coming, then Upwork is a great place to start where you can hire freelancers. You can post that you've got this one-time job, right? Like Jenny's example of outsourcing and moving to another system. She could have posted that as a one-time project. For business owners who don't have consistent income coming in yet and they're Mm -hmm. worried they want to outsource but the idea of hiring somebody on a consistent basis scares them then I would say post a a project on Upwork it's a great place you can post what your project is you can say how much you're willing to spend and then you can wait for applicants to come and apply or you can also look online and see like I actually did this once where I would post my project but then I also had three people I had in mind because I looked up the applicants and then posted and ping them and said, hey, I just posted a project. Would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And that's how you could do a a few things off your plate. So you could just get started that way. Right. Cool. What about financing at the beginning? Hmm. What what specifically about financing? I don't know. 
you tell me all like, your Like, do we need tricks. financing? Like, should we be self-financing or should we have other methods in which to pay for our business? Like, I don't know. the So it's like the only thing that I am aware of is credit cards, which I'm like, no, 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 do not rack up credit card debt. And bank loans, bank business loans. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I recommend small business owners try to save up in their personal life. Like if you know you're going to be launching a small business, like let's say you have a full-time job and one day you want to start your own business, then start saving it aside like a vacation, right? Like start doing a little bucket of, hey, I want to start a business one day. And so start saving that money aside so that you can launch your business without without a loan because small businesses, it's already hard to get mm. started. So if you're already starting your business in five, $5,000, $10,000 in debt, then all of a sudden it's hard, just that much harder to become profitable because every every sale that you bring in, all of a sudden it all goes back, back to interest fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You just brought up like if you're going to leave a corporate job and start a small business. So I think that's a perfect segue that Sylvia can talk about how she went from like you were strapped thin, right? Like you were, there was no time, (laughs) there was no bandwidth. So talk about how you made that shift and how you did it in a way that aligns with what you actually help your clients do. So I came from a 10 year IT consulting career. Like I was living out of a suitcase, you know, traveling Monday through Thursdays for work, living in a different city and just never had time at home. And I was trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was time to start a family. And I'm like, okay, well, my husband travels full time. He's on the road 80, you know, 100 hours a week. And then I'm also, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make a family. I'm like, like literally like, does guys, not produce a family. Yes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, hey, honey. Yes. Like, right. Like, did you guys even see each other? <laughs> right. We saw each other Thursday nights from Friday to Sunday morning or Sunday evening. And then Monday morning we'd both go on, you know, the airplane and go somewhere else. And so I had to really think long and hard about what I wanted to do. And I always knew I wanted to do finances. I was one of those people who would always talk to their friends about like how to save more money. I'm like, you're making six figures, but you have like mm-hmm. all these, all this credit card debt. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just saw you went to Fiji last month. Like, what do you mean you, you have debt? And so I really just got into that space of finances and realized that even though people are great at what they do, from a career standpoint, small business standpoint, they're not good about the numbers. And what I was passionate about was really helping people figure out how to manage their numbers better so that they can continue to do what they love. Love it. Yeah. So then how did you start making the babies? I don't need the details. <laughs> oh, but, you know. well, I did take some time off. So I left the IT consulting <laughs> right, career. Like, so we were both traveling <laughs> right, right, 200 right. hours a week yes. combined. And then there was babies. Yes. All, the stork on the weekends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, honey. Ready, set, go. Right. I can meet so. you at home this day at this time because that's what I'm ovulating. Yes. Like that sounds romantic. Yes. So no, I did. I actually took a two to three year break from corporate America and starting my business. Uh, officially started my business. Oh, that's kind of. I don't think I knew that. Oh, oh look yeah. at that. You were home. I was and- home, and I had all these business ideas, and so I was going to networking events and just. Basically getting all the knowledge that I needed before I like officially launched my business. All right. Hmm. So. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And speaking about how to start your business without incurring debt, I was saving. I actually had a bucket of money that I was transferring into a Sylvia fund. So when Sylvia was ready to lo- officially launch her business, I had the money. Nice. Nice. So. 
I think I'm just going to start a Jenny phone just to have one. You should. Everybody should have right. a purse. You know what I do with the the cash back that we get from mm-hmm. credit cards? Because I do everything. I'm like, I want my free money. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know how you can like apply it to your credit card? Yeah. I'm like, nope. I want you to send me that check. And then that check goes into a savings of like vacations mm-hmm. or the pool in the backyard that we're saving up for, things like that. And your spa days at the Umstead, you do your Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and y'all, a spa day at the Umstead, like people, let me just give you the 411 on that. It's not that expensive. You only have to pay for one spa treatment. So it's like a hundred and some bucks like it you would any other mm-hmm. other massage place. But then you get the entire facility all day. Oh, nice. Yes. I didn't know that. I have yes. a gift card to use So there. I show up legit when that place opens and I'm like in my robe and they have their meditation rooms and they have snacks everywhere and I have my book and my snacks and then I go in the jacuzzi and the saunas and bounce around and then I get my treatment and then I go back into the jacuzzi and the sauna and I'm there until it closes they have the best showers too so is this your monthly self-care for yourself I don't do that I do a monthly self-care day yeah called a Sarah day nice it varies yeah yeah it varies on what it is that I do but I try at least once a year to do an umstead day because it's so heavenly I have a gift card to use at the Umstead and I've just been like sitting on it because it's like in that sweet spot amount that it's like not enough to pay for the higher treatments and more than just to pay for like a pedicure. So right. But you could do that. You could be like, I want a pedicure and then you still get the facility all day. Yeah. That's nice. That is genius. That's genius. They have good tea too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I actually tried to do a self-care day at least once a week. Really? Yes, because as entrepreneurs, we I mean, there's a blur of lines between personal life and business life, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, I, most of us probably are working five, six, seven days a week. In Jenny's case, the, the to-do list is right over her bed. So, <laughs> I mean, so. That makes I it sound like it's on the ceiling. One. Like I'm, when it's, it's on the ceiling. The like ceiling. I don't need mirrors. I just need my to-do <laughs> list. <fuckers. laughs> Sorry. It's just. Stand up and write it. It's my goals. Should you, it is everybody your, should have goals and be aware of what your goals yes. are. <laughs> the visual that I just got. We'll save that for off air. Oh, for fuck's sake. I love you, Jenny. I know. I love you, too. It's all in love. We have fun here. Don't you want to come talk to us? We're never going to get a guest again. Have you Uh, ever been so tired that you accidentally wrote on the wall? No. No. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. It's dark. No. Because you kind of have it there for like what some people do. They put a journal next to it so they don't lose good ideas. So that's the blank part. That's probably Mm. why you have it there. Nice. I would miss, I would write on the wall. I know I would, me. I would probably <laughs> too. My 80, right. So it's like I'm folding laundry or putting socks away. And then I'm like, oh, I have that idea. And I write it down. Like it's not just for when I'm in bed at night. So <laughs> y'all suck. All right. So let's get back to talking about Sylvia and the Umstead and self yeah, yeah, So I do self, yes, I do weekly. Well, at least I block off one day a week where I don't do any client meetings. Mm-hmm. I don't do client meetings. I don't do prospects. I don't do networking meetings. It's the Sylvia day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of times I am working, but it's like creative work. It's things that I want to do or like long-term planning for things that I want to do in the future, but it's not like my to-do list. Right. So, and then those are my days that I do yoga or I schedule a massage, whatever it is that I feel like I need to basically self-care, whether it's mentally Mm -hmm. or physically. I used to take naps on Fridays. That was before Girls Who Do Stuff (laughs) took over my Fridays. Friday nap day. I, I don't used nap. to take a nap. I am not a good napper. So I don't know. I hate naps. Love like them. I end up, I, love them. I yes. wake up, I don't REM sleep. So I wake up feeling much more tired than I did when. You should set a timer. 
Yeah, no, no, it's teeth. like I, it's like the noise and everything. Like everything just wakes me up. I'm a dead sleeper at night, but if I nap, like even the littlest things wake me up. So I'm constantly like, it's just not good. And then I'm I'm a productive right. anti the opposite of productive for the rest of the day. So I try not to nap. My husband always knows when I've had a nap because he's like, oh, you've had a nap today. I'm all like, <laughs> woo, let's go. <laughs> right. Those days I just make a cup of coffee for the afternoon and I'm good to go or a cup of tea, <laughs> some iced tea, work on my to-do list. I like that you do it once a week though. That's yeah. nice. Because, I mean, I am working. I mean, how, how many days a week do you work? I don't work weekends. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes I get creative ideas on the weekend. So I am like, I, doing I stuff. work seven yeah. days. A week. I like I work morning, noon and night. It doesn't like everything is fit into a box in my schedule. So to me, having that flexibility is the gift, right? Like I can shut off, let's say three o'clock on Friday afternoons. And then I'm good until Saturday morning when I have a shoot or Saturday night when I'm editing because everything's quiet. And we're just having, you know, we had movie night and the kids are asleep mm-hmm. and I can go ed- like I, for me, the value is in having that flexibility. Right. Okay. And I mean, that's just a boundary for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody, well, especially because your business is different because you're, you know, doing photo shoots and stuff on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm not coaching on the weekend. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. Do you ever feel like, because I struggle with this sometimes, because if I pick up the boys from school and then I try to get in another hour, so we're home by four and I'm like, okay, let me get another hour in real quick of work. And that tug of like, should I be like playing with them? Or like, should I I be giving them attention? (laughs) So I actually struggled with this before as well. And one, one of the things I realized was I need to fit my day or I tried to where I fit my day where my workday stops when they're when they're home from school to when I put them to bed. So that way I don't have the mommy guilt. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, no, I don't respond to emails or I don't take meetings from three to nine, eight o'clock at night because that's the time that I have with them. And mm-hmm. I just take the meetings or respond to the emails and don't feel guilty. <laughs> 
Because seriously, well, when like, I think about how much time I spend with them, I spend a lot of damn right. time with my kids. And so yeah. I'm like, Sarah, for the love of God, you still have to make a living so that they can play their sports so that they can. Right. And, you know, and like, for me, because I am going out more because as my business is growing and like we're doing this and we have like these grand ideas and these exciting plans that we're coming up with. And like they notice, right? And there's reactivity that like their their extra asshole behavior is an, a direct reaction to like they're not being assholes. They're just emotionally reacting to the fact that I'm gone more mm-hmm. um, because for the past four and a half years when I've been working for home, from home, yeah. I have been around, mm-hmm. you know, like so the fact that it picks up and it's unpredictable. And so I know that they're dealing with that. But I also tell them like this is so you can go to camp, go to do like, these are the things that are necessary because this is going to put us in a position to, that it's going to make things better right. overall. And How like, you're going to be able to have is? the things. I have a six and eight year old. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yes. Yeah, same here. So yeah. a five and an eight year old, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, four and nine. And I like, do you find this as well? Cause I know my husband works outside of the home. I my, I can work at home, wherever. But so they've seen me at home. I stayed home with them. Mm. And so in their mind, they're like, well, mommy, you're home. And I'm like, yeah. I get that for you. You see me as mommy is at home. I said, mommy is also working. Mommy is working from home. But in their brains, they're like, no, daddy is away. So they don't ask right. daddy. Like daddy doesn't get, they will walk past daddy oh, on yeah. the weekends to ask me for something. Oh. And I'm like, you just walked right past your father to get to me. <laughs> so my husband also works from home, right? The my daughter will close the door. We both have desks in the be- in the bedroom, but I often work at the dining table because it just I can spread out more. <laughs> like it's just it's just whatever I can monitor them, all that stuff. But my daughter will close the bedroom door and say, "Shh, daddy's on a call." And I'll be running around the house to try and find a bathroom or a closet to hide in when I have a phone call because Mm -hmm. she will be banging her feet on the door screaming, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, I just need to talk to this person for five minutes. Like the other day I went and hid in the bathroom. We were on a, we were on a zoom call and I was like, I'm hiding in the bathroom right now because my kids are just screaming and I can't stop them. (laughs) (laughs) Like they just need to scream right now. Have you had, I had to train so to speak my kids of like when this door is closed this is mommy's office and this is what's hot you know like but I really did have to train them the difference between I get that it's confusing for you yeah because mommy's here where and daddy is away but mommy is still working so how did you handle that so again I think I try to change my schedule now where I do all my coaching or all my calls when they're at school Mm -hmm. Um, but in the instances where they're tracked out and right. I have to take a call, then I will let them know ahead of time. I'm, I will tell them, hey, because especially now that they can read a clock, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, from nine to 10, mommy's going to be on a call. You cannot come down. Do not run around the house. I'm like, and so when it's 10 o'clock, then you can come out. And yep. so I give them those boundaries. Yep. And I think that's helpful as opposed to trying to multitask. They're either eating a snack or whatever mm-hmm. and all of a sudden running around the house. So I, have, I actually have to physically tell them, you need to be in your bedroom. And from nine to 10, don't make a noise. You can watch the iPad or read a book, whatever it is. But after 10 o'clock, I'll come up and let you know when I'm done with my call. Yep. I love it. I can feel that you're like a boundary beast like me. (laughs) Yes. And like mine are definitely more fluid, but I also like, I I mean, that's part of just the nature of the beast of having worked from home with a newborn. Right. Like I had to be 
out in the main areas and not just put her anywhere. Totally. Right? Like I had to watch the baby. They they frown on those things. They frown on those. You know, <laughs> she's she's parent, new I parent responsibilities. So what I will say when she was a newborn, there I was I was on a call and she was just in that like it was one of those days where she just would not stop crying. And I put the person on hold and I went and picked up her seat and put it in the bathroom and turned the fan on and closed the door and walked away and finished my call and then went back and got her because nothing I was doing before I picked up the phone was helping her. Right. You know, before I had to get the call. Like it was it's just sometimes those things happen. Right. And sometimes and you don't even feel, if you're not yeah. working, you have to just walk away for a second. Right. Yes. right. Be- yes. And the guilt can be strong. And I don't, yes. you know, I don't think we give ourselves enough grace as moms who work and juggle businesses and lives and all the volunteering and the all those extra things that they're like, you know, can you come do this? Can you come do that? So like I'll plan a play date and take my son to the bouncy place because the trampoline place and I'll say, here, go ahead. I'll watch both kids. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I go work on my computer for an hour and I don't feel bad about it because they're occupied and right. And they're you know, safe. Yeah. And they're having fun. They don't care. So I want to go back to the flexibility on the schedule. So I think there's pros and cons to that. Right. I think we talked about it before where it's good to have the flexibility where you can take calls and work with clients anytime or any day of the mm-hmm. week. But then you almost if you don't batch your work together, all right. of a sudden you're scattered. You've got one meeting here on a Tuesday in the morning and then three hours later you're back at having another meeting and then later throughout the week. So I like to tell my clients to batch their work and have a scheduling tool. I love online scheduling tools. My favorite one's Book Like a Boss. Where you, you know, if you have a client that wants to meet or a prospect you that wants to meet with you, you say, hey, I would love to meet with you. Here's my link. Pick a day and time that works best for you. And you send it to them. And instead of being an open calendar where they could just pick any day or any time when you're just having a free flow conversation, if you give them the scheduling link, it just gives boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, okay, I only meet with clients Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from these times. And if it's a new prospect, I only meet with them on these two days. Like if you theme your days and batch your work, it's a lot more efficient. That way it opens up the door for you to have self-care days or maybe creative days, right? Because if you're bouncing between so many meetings and networking meetings or whatever it is, then all of a sudden you don't have that time bandwidth to do creative work because Mm, you're constantly interrupted. I love that. By the way, I love that you said themes for, I, I had never heard that concept, blocking and batching. Yes, totally. But the theme, I feel like too, when you're bouncing like that, I kind of leave pieces of my essence, right? And so then if I'm bouncing too much from one thing to one thing, I'm not my whole self because I've gone from this networking event and then quick transition, get in the car, go to this thing over here, then to the, and I feel like it's like, oh, I'm losing bits and pieces of like leaving that behind. That's so funny because yes. I, yes. no, I like, my thing is like, I blocking the schedule, right? Like, but I'll block out the three hours for my nail appointment and that's my, like I can do a phone call before I can do, I'll do calls in the car. I'll do one-to-ones in the car while I'm driving. It takes me 35 minutes to get there. So I give people 30 minutes while I'm start to finish. Oh, it's but hard for me to transition like that. I, I had that it's apparently for, is a superpower of mine. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes. It is hard for me to tr- transition as well. It's almost like you got to switch your mindset, mm-hmm. right? So if you're bouncing, like I have a hard time if I'm bouncing between clients and phone calls and meetings and all of a sudden it's like oh well now I don't want to be creative I need to like write a blog post or create my online course like I'm in such transactional mode that all of a sudden I'm not in that creative space anymore right but I came from the world where I had to do that right like when I was working in the emergency room when I was working in a high-paced there you go that's why I became your superpower it's it is how I had 
I have to function that. Like, I don't know how else to, I don't know how else mm-hmm. to function. You're just superwoman. I am. Yes. Wonder Woman. No, but that is totally, you built that skill because that's I, yeah. to survive in that environment. Yeah. yeah. Because, and any, and everything is unpredictable yep. and, mm-hmm. and anything like could derail your day at any time. So you just have to kind of go with the flow and right. roll with it. But my self-care is my nails and I block that out every three weeks and I go drive almost over an hour round trip mm-hmm. <laughs> to go visit Kennedy. Yep. Nails by Kennedy and Clayton. She's amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> like legit people, I drive. She know. does love it. She brags about her I all do. the time. And, but that's right. Like, and that's how I build that in. Like I don't, and I don't see it as I haven't set boundaries in my schedule. Like I understand it's hard for other people to understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to share from another example though. So I have somebody who has, I'm a client of theirs, but they sent me an email that said, Hey, Sylvia would love to catch up. Let's do our yearly review. And he was like, send me some days and times that work for you. And that was just the blanket email. Like Mm -hmm. send me some dates and times. And that just, for me, honestly, like I, I shut down when I get those emails. It's almost like it's the door is way too open. Cause all of a sudden now he put the onus on me to go look at my calendar. Then I got to go write down some days and times that I'm willing to drive out there to meet him. And then I got to email him. Then I got to wait for him to email me back. And then by the time he emails me back, that well, slot might've been that taken. slot right. might've been taken, right. right? And so it almost causes analysis paralysis, I yeah. guess, in a way, or decision fatigue, because it's almost like too much of an open door. Right. Right. And I understand that. And you'll be glad to know that after our conversation the other day where I was, I had double team of like, really, where's your calendar link, Jenny? Where is it? Have you made it yet? And then I got off the the Zoom call and got on the phone with my web designer, uh, my website designer. And she was like, so have we thought about if you're going to embed that calendar link, Jenny? Have you thought about that? And then yesterday when I was on the phone with my email girl and we were figuring out the content for the welcome series and she's like, and what's your ask? Are you going to have a calendar link in the email for them to pick their 30 minute? And I was like, all right, fuck y'all. All right. I am going to make the calendar link. I'm going to block out the time in my calendar and figure out how that's going to look. And I will set it up. And it's going to take me extra time because my days change every day. That Yes. Okay. But, so I have oh, issues. Make sure, make sure, make sure you use it. my affiliate link. Remember. I'm not using Book Like a Boss. I'm going to do Calendly because but, I don't have to pay for it. So I have issues <laughs> with the whole scheduling thing. So maybe the, you can help me let's work talk through this. Okay. Yes, let's, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. the mindset issues let's, for you. Let's work through this. So I used to have that on my website, right? I was like, book your call. And I had, you know, yay. And I blocked it out. But then people would book and some people would no show. And it <gasps> that a drives perfect me answer. I have an pisses answer. me yes, off. Because it's a waste of time because you could have been doing I something have exactly. ridiculous all at 10 but, o'clock. Yeah. And it's because it's hard for me to transition. Like I was in that headspace of the coaching hat and I was yes. like, I'm showing up 100% for them. I got my game face. Like I'm ready. And then they no show. I can't shift so quick of just like, screw it. And I took it off of there. I have two suggestions for you. Okay. Number one, pre-qualify your prospects. Never put your actual calendar link on the actual web on your actual website. Actually, have people do a application. Okay. So basically, you pre-qualify them. Make sure that they answer some um, of these questions, mm-hmm. where you make sure that you understand their level of commitment. Mm-hmm. Because once they fill out, I mean, it could be a five-minute application. Whatever questions that you want to vet them. Right. And then you will tell them say. Okay, once you click submit, I'll respond back to you within 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is, before a right fit to work together. And if so, then that's when you send them your calendar link and say, hey, Jenny, you are be a great fit for us working together. Here's my calendar link to pick a day and time that works for you. See, I've never heard of it put that way. I've seen it where it's the pre-qualification questions, but then you fill those out, you click it, and then it automatically Mm -hmm. takes you to their calendar. I like your way better. 
because there's times, especially because people get confused with what I do as far as, well, you're a therapist, so you're still doing therapy. And I'm like, no, I'm a business therapist who's doing coaching. So I'm not going through insurance. And I could weed all that out in the pre-qualification and clear that all up. And then if it's a good fit, and if it's not, then I can refer them to the appropriate resources. I like that yes. way so much better. And the mentality shifts, right? Because then the person, that the prospect, it's a two-way interview. It's not they them trying to figure out whether or not they're going to hire you. Totally. It's you're also vetting them out and totally. saying, hey, I'm going to vet and make sure that I can actually help you. And all of a sudden, they're more vested, right? They're going to write the better answers and think through their answers before they submit because it. Because half of them aren't even going to click on the thing to fill out the application because they're going to sit there and then they're going to go back to your website 20 times yep. before they do decide to click on it because then they're going to follow you on social media and they're going to let, like, so some of them are going to take a longer decision process time. But then they've already yeah. vetted themselves yep. out by they the time they come. I'm going to do that. Thank yes. you for that. Yeah. I will send you, I'll send you my, my application page if you want to look at it. Yes, you can, please. You can model it. So that's mm-hmm. my suggestion number one. And then my second suggestion is that you can request a deposit up front. You could say, hey, you can do this on the scheduling link with Book Like a Boss where you can say, hey, if you want to book a time on my calendar, it's a deposit of $50, whatever you want to say. And say, if you decide to hire me, then this $50 goes towards you know, the coaching package. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I love that. mm -hmm. Cause we do that in my therapy practice. That's still up and running before you can even be a client. You fill out all the paperwork online. And part of that is the retainer. The Mm -hmm. right. Well, is the financial service agreement? Because if you're not showing up, that slot could have went to somebody else that needs those services. So you're getting automatically charged that no-show fee. I love yes. that. Because like high-end spas do that now. Mm-hmm. Before you Everybody can book does a, it yes. now, for yeah. goodness sakes. Yes. So it. Y'all, I'm so I reg- excited. So, need, I so I'm going to send you. Up front. Like oh, that's, see, that's before part, I yes. even, like I will talk with someone. I'll say, okay, we're a great fit. I'll send you a contract and an invoice. All payments required up front before I work with you. Yes. Well, and honestly, perfect. it's like, hey, I value you. And I value me and right. my time. Right. And, and so like, yeah. I am going to show up for you right. and I'm going to be there. Yeah. And so and you're only, establishing yeah. that at the And the only caveat so, is that as I ran, I will, I will create payment plans for people who need them. Yes. You can right. um, but that. I have I that. Love, right. Yes. I'm so excited so, now. So yeah. Sarah, go to smifinancialcoaching.com forward slash book like a boss. Okay. And that's where you can see. And it's, it's like a micro scheduling um, website. So it looks nice and pretty. Like you could put pictures uh, that you right. want to upload and then people can pick day and time and then it, you can choose and say i'm going to require a deposit up front so before they can actually click on that button to pick a day and time you mm-hmm. can request payment right this will be refunded to you if we're not a good fit yep. or this will be applied to our coaching yep. services if you are a good fit yep. i love it. see that feels so much better to me well, good. Feel good. So relieved we now. worked through that yes. thank you <laughs> Thanks. And we're done. And we're done. And, <laughs> and that now, was and that was a coaching session. Right. Exactly. Like, and now you all can And understand. how much do I owe you? Right. <laughs> but it, it it's funny, right? Like that's and I I appreciate the comments also about like not the straight calendar link cuz that was also one of my concerns like but I can pivot. <laughs> right? Yes, like I cannot. you guys can't pivot the same way. I had a client cancel 2 minutes after our appointment was supposed to start. She had an emergency. And she had sent me an email. She's like, "I'm so sorry. I have to run out the door." Like there's a fan. and I was like, "Oh my god, okay, fine, whatever." And I immediately was like, okay, I have this to do. <laughs> I turned, just went and did something else. Like, I'm just used to filling my time otherwise. So, right. yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about that for a minute, though. I mean, in that case, it was a legitimate emergency, mm-hmm. right? But the people who don't have a cancellation policy in place, all of a sudden, if you let a client one time do it, two times yep. do it, three times do it, all of a sudden, then you've got a repeat offender where they don't value your time because they're like, oh, well, Jenny's going to, she's got something, she's 
It's, I don't have to worry. She'll find something else to do. So, but like, how do you balance that? Right. Cause it's in my contract. I have those cancellation clauses in my contracts, but mm-hmm. they have to get to that contract point. So is the vetting process and that questionnaire ahead of time is how you prevent that from happening. Cause that's already built in or like you, if yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, if somebody's going to take five, 10, 15 minutes to fill out your application, that means that they're invested, right? Like it's like, okay, they've, they're just, they're past the, I'm just going to call around to see whether or not, you know, uh, what her rates are. It's no, I'm actually going to write down, what do I need? What, what am I looking for? And then again, because you were, if you phrase it as it's an application process, you make it so that they realize, no, it's a good, like, it's a, like a two-way street. Jenny's going to vet whether or not I'm a good client for her. And then I've got to also find out if she's a good fit for Mm -hmm. me. But most of the times, to your point, by the time they get to the application process, they've probably already seen you on social media. They've read your blog post. They're maybe on your email list. So they've already vetted themselves. Like, they know who you are. It's right. just a matter of, like, okay, now they're officially putting their hat, name in the hat and, like, totally. wanting, wanting to have a conversation with you. Totally. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us about your book, Sylvia. So my, my book, it's called Small Business Finance for the Busy Entrepreneur. So it's 21 things that most small business owners have gotten wrong in their business. It's everything from they were told that they don't need to be an LLC until they're making enough money in their business. (gasps) I know. Oh, my God. It makes me cringe with that one. And figuring out how to create a budget. So how many, how much does it take to run your business and keep the lights on every month? So basically walk through all the things that small business owners need to get right so that they can build a profitable business. And I also share case stories for what happened to real life entrepreneurs who didn't get these steps right. Mm -hmm. So again, it's called Small Business Finance for the Busy Entrepreneur, the blueprint for building a solid, profitable business. And you can find it on Amazon, as well as a few local independent bookstores, including Page 158 Books in Wake Forest, uh, McIntyre Books in the Barrington Village, as well as The Regulator in Durham. Nice. Nice. Alrighty, so this is the part of the show where, that we call the lightning round. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We're still oh. waiting for Joe to do our, our like sound, effect. Kind of oh, sound effect. Oh, sound effect one? Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, Jenny, do you want me to do it or you want to take it? Let me do, 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 do. All right, ready? Just the first thing, don't overthink it. Okay. Lightning round. Yeah, lightning, lightning round. Like really I, quick. I, yeah. So the first thing that comes to your mind, ready to go? Finish this sentence. If I wasn't doing blank career, I would be a... Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I'm doing what I love. Sorry. <laughs> if you weren't doing this, what you would you be doing? If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I don't know. Honestly. Oh gosh. Sorry. Like, okay, answer, sorry. girl. Don't. No, right. like, I don't know. I, like, I, I really love what I do. Like I, or a stay-at-home I, mom, I should say. God, that sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. He'll stay- edit that out for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> some some people do enjoy being the housewife. No. Yes, no. Like. Not yeah. me. <laughs> brain cell brain cells were dying. My brain cells were dying being a stay home mom. Oh, yeah. So no, if I wasn't doing what I was doing now, I don't know. I don't really don't know. I really love what I do. Like you just geek out about finance. I do. And, I geek yeah. out about finances and being in front of the uh, like giving my presentation talk today. Like it's like I thrive off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what's your number one favorite book? Atomic Habits by James Clear. That was a good one that I read last year. It really I fell into the trap of being an entrepreneur that didn't work out consistently because it was always like every spare minute I wanted to work on my business. And I realized that I needed to get exercise back into my life as a habit. So Mm, reading that book changed my life. What is your favorite place in the world? The bookstore. 
I do. I love browsing bookstores. It makes me happy. Have you been to the one in North Hills? No. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, you'll love it it all. Um, (laughs) They have a Harry Potter broom on the hanging from the ceiling. It's very exciting. What is something no one knows about you? That gosh, that I oh that I was a cheerleader in middle school. Shut the front door. (laughs) I did it as a dare. I did it as a dare with two other friends in the neighborhood. And two of them actually really wanted to make the team. And I was the only one that didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> did and, they make it or no? Um, they did not, yeah. I, yeah, the one of the girls didn't make it. So two out of three of us made it. Um, and I was the one that made the team. And I felt horrible. Like, I I was like, well, should I give up my slot now? Right. So, but I was told no, because they picked you. And now right. the now if you leave, then the person that gets that spot realizes they only got it as a consolation prize. Right. So no, so I had to be a cheerleader for a whole year. Wow. It was awful. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, wow. Okay. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? Ooh, I want to go to um, the Cayman Islands. Yes. Why there? Grand I, Cayman is amazing. Amazing. We yeah. can talk about it another time, yes. but like Seven Scoop Mile it. Beach and the people are some of the nicest I've ever met. Like everybody is chill and wonderful and helpful and it's a beautiful island. Yeah, just want to be back by beach, beach water, scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Grand Cayman is a great choice. Nice. You can go like do. There's a lot of stuff you can do with tortoises and. Cool. Yeah. So all right, so people can find you on my website smifinancialcoaching.com. Awesome. And um, on LinkedIn and other social media platforms, Sylvia Inks. And so thank you so much for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff. Please remember to rate and download and subscribe. If you like us, that helps other people find us. Send and we us appreciate personal messages. We respond to everybody. Yes, we do. We love hearing you. We love hearing from you. And <laughs> maybe one day we'll hear you too. Oh, shit. It's been a day. Okay. Thank so, you. It's so thank fun. Thank you so much for coming and joining us in studio today, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. And um, so I am Jenny Mitchley. I am Sarah Madras. We are the girls who do stuff and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.